season one has concluded, so the only logical thing is to now talk about our favorite games from 2021. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? But we're not doing that today. I mean, we kind of are. Oh, yeah, Technically, true, yeah. all these games are probably worth your time, according to us. Yeah, if you if we put it on the list of top 10 games of 2021. Top five for me. Yeah, top five. Larry, Larry didn't play many games. 21. Yeah. We have reinvigorated. Season one shows you that he doesn't always beat games. <laughs> uh, so one thing we're doing with our list is the game doesn't have to come out in 2021. It's just what we like to make our list. We're playing a bunch of older games. We're playing newer games. So our conglomerate list is anything we played and finished in 2021. Yes. Yeah, so these are lists. It's his top 10 list, my top five list of our favorite experiences we had in gaming in 2021. And so again, yes, it could literally be a game from 1984 as like Mike's top three. Who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. And I, I think in, we'll, we agreed to this off podcast, but it's probably for every two you share, I'll share one. Yeah. Until we get to like the top three, I would say. Okay. All right. Oh, we'll go. Back well, then maybe forward. there will be like a, yeah, you'll have to catch up. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think it's probably only right that you start. You have more. That's true. So my 10th favorite oh, game. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> One last thing. Just letting you guys know, if there is a game on our list that we are going to potentially be doing for season two, which you guys will be looking forward to this upcoming October, it will be redacted. So we'll literally just say redacted and that the conversation will move on. <laughs> so there's a, there's spoilers, a possibility on both of our spoilers, lists. Yeah. It just says redacted. <laughs> Exa- exactly. So touche. Thanks brother. Get into your list. So my 10th favorite game that I played in 2021 was paper Mario for the N64. And if I remember based on the shadows of Adam discussion, we had, this is a funny freaking game. Yeah. Paper Mario games are generally hilarious most people talk about the gamecube version i decided i wanted to start at the beginning because i do that a lot with games i always have to go back to the origins and i think it holds up pretty well uh the one thing is it's pretty difficult you only have one to two party members the entire game so i feel like the variation there isn't too technical the characters you get throughout are fun and enjoyable it's quirky it's got really good visuals i mean i remember when i first saw this game and like it was probably nintendo power back in the day or egm i was like this art style is crap (laughs) i'm never gonna play this game and i never did and then i decided to play it in 2021 for some reason and i enjoyed it quite a bit actually Uh, that's good well and again it's always you brought it up it's really really hard to do humor correctly in video games correct and it's almost like it's a unique experience that most people i've never played it but it's it Maybe that's something I'll have to give a shot. I mean, for you, <laughs> you and RPGs are really weird. I feel like this wouldn't be a good RPG for you. I, even with the humor, I wonder, I think you'd think it's a little too simple. There's enough variety with you get collect these badges and you have a certain amount of points that goes into it. Like some will increase your damage by one, take less damage. Maybe you're, you're a little bit quicker, whatever. It took me 23 hours, 23 and a half hours to oh, play geez. through it. Yeah, exactly. And for a Paper Mario game, I think you go to enough different locations. There is one boss in this game that was so freaking hard. Uh, you had to have a correct badge set up, I think, to really beat them. It, yeah, it was, it was 23. Rough. I don't know. Why did I assume these games were like at most 10-hour experiences? No, they're actually RPG experiences. Wow. I mean, I would probably go with the Super Mario RPG if we, you're going to play an RPG mm-hmm. like that. Um but I think it's worth revisiting. I don't know if the GameCube one kind of takes all of what it does and makes it better. Mm. I played a little bit of that. I didn't get far into it because I wanted to 
play the original. So I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe the part that makes it unique is just the humor thing. Because you, when you stated that in season one about just the idea of like humor being something that's not done well in a lot of games, that's so true. I right? can't. That's. I wonder if there's like a there's a there's a door. There's something waiting for a a developer out there to come up with a game that genuinely makes you laugh. And I'm sure there's ones out there. I just oh, yeah, haven't experienced I, it. Yeah, there's very few, far and few between mm-hmm. for sure. But Paper Mario, I think it's worth checking out. Pretty fun. Gets a little difficult. Actually, I feel like that was difficult. I think I died quite a few times in that game, but worth checking out. Okay. Some uh, of that visuals paper style is really good too. Next, we're talking about a game that released in 2012. Okay. So this is your ninth on the list. 2012. Yeah, see, I need more hints than that. I have no clue. Yeah. It took me nine and a half hours to complete this game. Not 100% complete. I just, when I, I don't know how you say it. Finish the game. You I'm done with end. it. I saw the credits, whatever. And that is Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed on my PS Vita. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, why in the world have I never heard of it? It's because it's on the Vita. There was a Wii U version as well. It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is a really solid racing game. Okay. Uh, it's the Diddy Kong Racing, the new Diddy Kong Racing, because you have planes, you have you go in the water, you do oh. racing. So yeah, it's obviously there's a lot of cool levels. One of the levels that stands out to me is like an aircraft carrier. So you're flying from one aircraft carrier to the next and going through the is water. It multiplayer? Yeah, it's multiplayer as well. Oh, that'd work for us on the Vita. I'd have yeah. to make the Wii U version, <laughs> but maybe they'll port this someday. Really solid, really fun. I played my boy Knuckles the entire time, basically. There's an interesting cast of Sega characters. Obviously, you have all your Sonic characters, obviously. Dr. Robotnik, Tails, Knuckles, all of them. But then you have the either boy or girl. Dave from Knights and then that Knights game where you float around from the okay. Sega. Then you have Shadow, of course. Alex Kidd. I like him. He was like Alex the, Kidd. Alex the Kid. Yeah, he was like one of the original mascots for... Sounds like a mobster name. <laughs> If you, look at his, if you look at his character, you'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but most of them, I really don't know because I wasn't big into the Genesis and Mega Drive and all that jazz. But they have Billy Hatcher, and I thought that was cute. I've always wanted to play that game. Never did. I, I, I literally... What is that? And Bill, what? That's a GameCube game. I don't know. Mm. Kind of gotten up in price, and I haven't picked it up yet, so who knows if I ever will. Okay. I, I would have never guessed this would have been on your list of 10 Yeah, it's, it's a really solid racing game. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. I guess I'm definitely noticing a theme then. Uh, 2021 was the was the year that I was still a little out of gaming a little bit, and the drought ended about midway through 2021. So I'm, I played a lot of newer games in 2021, so you're going to see a big difference in our list. Well, that's okay. That's how it should be. Oh, one caveat I've got to throw in. On season one, you heard us talk about 13 Sentinels, the Minish Cap, I mean, they heard us talk about a lot of games. And Shadows of Adam, are those three is the one I'm thinking of. Oh. Those are not on my list because I finished all three of those in 2020. So my list would look a lot different. So don't expect those to be on my list. Okay. I wasn't. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, so that you quit talking for a second. I'll just throw in one of my games that I haven't played enough of it. And I think that's probably telling. But so I believe it was September or October of last year, uh, Age Empires 4 released. Hmm. And... I've always been a big RTS fan, but Age Empires games were always more nostalgic to me and kind of fun than they were like something that I would just actively play to beat. Correct. There is a campaign mode. I just don't think the campaign modes are ever done that well. This is the same one here where it's there's you're going through different things that have happened in history and playing it in RTS mode. 
And you learn some stuff and there's kind of some interesting historical facts to kind of pay attention to and learn if you want to do that. Uh, but the gameplay itself, I found myself, I play against AI, kind of just testing the maps a little bit. And there's some interesting game modes and switches where they have like marketplaces that are on like the edges of maps that you can, if you build a, a hub near them, you get access to different features. And so there's, there's some interesting strategy in the game, but I don't think it's enough for me to really 100% wholly recommend. It is definitely a unique experience, especially with RTSs in general. It's hard to recommend those <laughs> to mainstream <laughs> That's nowadays. 100% true. But there's something, there's so many different customization options on the maps. The music itself is just beyond nostalgic and amazing to listen to. A lot of the character sounds in that, this the hub. There's something almost tranquil about just starting the matches up and just having your characters go, you know, start collecting wood and, you know, collecting some uh, meat from animals and like building the uh, gardens, farms. And there's just something nice about it. And I found myself enjoying it. And the fact that it also popped up on Game Pass on the PC side, I thought that was an amazing thing that happened. And so, yeah, it's again, it didn't make my list, but I thought it, it deserved a shout out because there's honorable a mention. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who I, I don't think realize that a game like that, that's such a different experience than what you can get on a lot of console games. If you're subscribed to Game Pass, you can just go find a computer <laughs> and start playing it. So <laughs> it's Go pretty, find a computer. <laughs> it's pretty cool. But yeah. So anyways, so let's get back to your number eight. Correct. My number eight is Far Lone Sales. And you've heard us talk all about that in season one. You should go check that out. That was our second game. Okay. What's more to say about it? I mean, it's an excellent short experience. I loved it. Don't really have any qualms with it overall. They're very, very minute, and I think it does really well. You, you took the words out of my mouth. I was actually, that was also one of my runner-ups. It's just right on the outside of the list. So that was going to be on there as well. I, I thought that was, it was one of those experiences where I actually, at one point when we first made this list, it was my number five slot. And Interesting. I bumped it. And... But it's yeah, highly recommended, short experience. It's great. I mean, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go back to season one. I believe it was episode two. I just said that. So yes. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't listen to you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Number seven for you. My number seven, which you're going to hate me, is Mega Man Legends. <laughs> you can hear all about that in season one all my thoughts how long it took me i think it is worth your time larry does not it's very accurate it's a saturday morning cartoon just so good it's, it's so flawed said, yeah it's so flawed but definitely i think it's worth going back to and checking out whether you're going to emulate it whether you're going to get it on the ps1 or the n64 whatever you want to do you should play that game i think it'll make you very happy and that's what i was yeah we're gonna, just gonna end it there <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, have no, I have nothing to say uh Let's have you get right to your sixth one, and then we can start going back and forth. Sounds perfect. So my number six is Mario Party Superstars. And this okay. is a return to form for Mario Party games. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically a collection of boards from Mario Party 1 through 3. And most of the board selection on there is good. I would say there's three standouts in my head. But I just had so much fun playing with this game uh whether you're playing it with a bunch of people you know or online i never have played it online because you need a weird you need to be friends with the people 
So there's like Reddit groups where you can like find your. Again, this is Nintendo though. Online's always a little weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why can't I just play with random people? I don't know. Uh, I've heard it works pretty flawlessly. I've seen a lot of people stream it and stuff, and it seems like it works really great. The lady and I spent so much time with this game, and I am very good at Mario Party. It's weird how you can <laughs> there's strategy in Mario Party, but there definitely is. Yes, and it is. It's really good looking. It's streamlined. I think it takes everything from Super Mario Party. On the Switch, it makes it much better. It's more traditional. And that was going to be my question. Is So su- I thought Super Mario Party kind of did this. Is this just like fine-tuning it? and like? No, I think Super Mario Party was actually almost like a step back. Or like it, it was a better form than 9 and 10, which we got. Yeah. But then it was not good enough. And they did some weird changes to boards. The boards weren't as fun. This one is... It's rock solid. Do you have like a standout feature? That you like? uh, probably just how everything's quicker. Okay. So there's a lot of downtime in the old Mario parties where mm-hmm. things you have to watch animations over and over again, but this so one's they all, speed it up. Yeah, okay. it's a lot more streamlined and I really appreciate that. And it just looks gorgeous. All the the collection of mini games are awesome. All right. Nice. Very, very solid. We're right. gonna have to well, we haven't played this one yet. We we need to play that. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I, I can't even remember the last Mario Party I played. It's obviously been with you. I just don't know what it was. Because that that was that's one game shockingly I never played with my daughter. Was we never got into Mario parties? Yeah, we'll remedy that. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so now I guess we'll jump into. You are on your fifth now, correct? Look at that. See how quickly that was. We got it right caught up. Now it's like we're doing the list together. So I'll start off mine with my number five. I know you guys have been waiting for a while. Uh, my number five is uh, redacted. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, cool. l- look forward to season two. My fifth favorite game I played and I enjoyed immensely, uh, I will be talking about in season two. So there's, you know, hey, one off the checklist. I need to hit four games that I recommend next season to top season one. So we're on a, we're at a good start. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. So my number, okay. So I have to put this out there. My top five, I feel like I can switch the order from day to day here and there. And this first one is one of those ones. I think it might be better than the fourth game. And then it might not be. So I mean, I think that's a lot of people. Though. It kind of yeah. also depends on your mood and what you're looking forward to. So my game came out in 2021, and that is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, okay. So, I love Ratchet and Clank games. This game is absolutely gorgeous. I love all the new characters they added. It. Uh, the one thing I noticed is I usually want to immediately go back and replay them, and I haven't had that itch with this game. Mm-hmm. So I did that with 2016, but I stopped halfway through with that. I think it's in the top five best Ratchet games, 100%. Okay, yeah. It could be in the top three, probably. Off. I mean, that's also a hugely high praise for the Ratchet series in general. If yeah, because... one of your favorite games you played all year is, like, just top five or top three all time in that series. Yeah, it's it's so... I played a lot of good games this year, or <laughs> last year. And animation's beautiful. The acting's great. Like, you should play this game. It's so fun. Well, I mean, that was one of the best games that released on Sony last year. Yeah, 100%. It, in my head, probably my favorite game that came out last year on the Sony side. So there's that. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I have not played that one. Or so PS5 side. PS5. Okay. All right. Well, th- my, my next one I can actually talk about. It might be a little controversial. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. But, and for some reason, my list goes two through six instead of one through five. I just, um, I have issues. But so my number four is a game I personally believe would be higher if it released with some of the features 
that I think it needed. And its biggest issue to me was the pacing in the campaign. But it brought back a love letter to what I used to enjoy about these games, and that is Halo Infinite. And so for me, I I cannot express enough how much fun I had with the multiplayer in this game. Oh my god! Yeah. This kind of reopened my love for shooters and this style of game. Like I hadn't gotten to experience that, and Halo hasn't been there for me for a while. I remember I can't remember which Halo it was. It might have been, I think it was honestly the fifth one where jumping into the multiplayer matches were so sweaty all the time it was like too much and this i don't think you played five so maybe it wasn't five maybe it was reach then reach or four yeah one of the two it it was it it came down to it where like the multiplayer for me i had it i lost interest progressively as halos went on Mm -hmm. and this game had this amazing ability to just there was a lot of sweaty matches don't get me wrong yeah but there's a lot of fun matches too and we got like me and you actually played it, so it kind of brought like the brotherly love back together again, which was cool. And the the story beats for the game. There was a couple different moments in the game where I remember saying like, "Hey, I actually kind of felt this. This got a little emotional, and I liked it." I'm not still sold on the open world mentality to a campaign in Halo. I, I mm. felt like what would have fixed it would have been co-op. If I could have just fucked around in. a a halo open world with like a brother or a friend i think i would have had a blast in that open world there were times where i felt like it really really slowed down the pacing a bit i mean that's just open worlds in general though yeah which is true but there's some open worlds that are like there are definitely crafted and designed better and so i did find myself pushing myself through the campaign a little bit and i I know it's not that's not everybody's complaint that happened to be one of mine but yeah no the multiplayer just the customization the menu music the game music the flow of gameplay all of it was unbelievable and i do truly believe though we're kind of seeing i still am waiting for the co-op i'm still waiting for a couple of those new features to roll through which is would be a downside but for in 21 what i played my goodness did i have fun i loved it it was a talk of the town for a while. Yeah, it definitely was. It made the rounds. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's my number four. And my number four is Halo Infinite as well. What? <laughs> really? Yes, yes. How do we time that out? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's pretty. I almost agree with everything you said. The fluidness of Halo is so good. They really nailed it in this one. I, I still like the plotting feel of Halo 1, like that Halo 1, 2, and 3. Like, they're much slower games, but I still like But I really appreciate this new move set of Halo. Yeah. It they nailed it. The guns sound amazing. Like the sound design is excellent. I think the campaign overall is really good too. It got me excited. Like you said, there were some feely moments. Mm. I think the boss battles are actually really well yes. done this game yes. too. And it's very hard to do boss battles. Listen to our Quake episode. Yeah. You'll realize <laughs> yeah. Don't do that in an FPS. Yeah. Actually, it's really not that hard to do. Boss it's really good. just let us actually use the mechanics of a shooter to experience. Yeah. <laughs> so give me an arena with the, the boss battle. And that's what Halo did in this mm. one. They made, you know, some, some of the open world checklist stuff was a little monotonous here and there. I'll mm. agree with you on that. I did love traveling, though, just using that grapple hook. Yes. To, like, but but that's my point, though. It's like, how fun would it have been to have, like, another friend playing along with you just messing around all over that place? I agree. I, you know, and the one thing I will say, and this hap- I don't know if it happened to you, but while I was coming up with this list, like, I haven't played Halo Infinite in a while. Season 2's launched. I haven't even started it. I've been out of town, but yes. Yeah, there's... There's part of me that actually was kind of like, maybe there's a little bit of reinvigoration where I know there's a lot of people who are sick and tired of it. I've been gone since probably February or March. 
I think is when I dropped off. And so I'm kind of starting to feel like, yeah, me too. I kind of want a little bit of that again. So we might have to play that again. Exactly. So I think they have definitely dropped the ball knowing they want to be a live service game. They, Mm. they're not doing it well, Yeah. but I can't detach my feelings of how much fun I've had. I've played so much multiplayer. Exactly. That's the point though. It's like we're, we had fun playing it. I don't care if they, like you said, fumbled the ball a little bit on like the after the live service, but that's a hard thing to do. Mm. And yeah, they should be, Condemned for that. They, they got it. not condemn. Well, criticize. Well, criticize. Yeah. Keep pushing them. Make sure they hopefully fix the wrongs. That doesn't take away with how much fun we had. Yeah. And I, think, I can't believe we both had it fourth. <laughs> we got a good, solid campaign. Uh, we got fun multiplayer. And I'm happy with all the new guns and stuff. In this. Oh, oh yes. Do I want some of the old maps? Probably. But I'm, I appreciate that. I they, want hang them high back yeah. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and Blood Gulch, of course. You know, I actually honestly wouldn't even mind. Uh, is is it actually called Ship to Ship from Halo 1? I feel like that's such boarding a not... Action. Boarding action. No one talks about that map. Uh, I used to one. love that That was a map. good sniper. A sniper-only yeah. map. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. I think I like the idea that they tried to make... Well, they didn't try. They did. They made a new Halo game with all new multiplayer maps. And that's hard to do. And I think some of them are really good. Some of them are just kind of like, eh, whatever. But I feel like that's in every Halo game. I think they do need to get a matchmaking... I like the idea of battle passes. Sure, it's cool. They knew they do need to get an overall ranking system type thing from like Halo Two or Three. Like just having that number besides your name. Yes, is you really know the nice. part that drives me nuts is, and maybe some of it's been fixed, but even like give you give yourself points for like assists, give yourself points for kills. The thing that is interesting to me is they have that in the Master Chief Collection. I know. Why can't you just <laughs> move it it's over? Such, it's such a weird thing, right? No. I, I guess in a way, didn't they really fumble Master Chief Collection yeah, at that, first two? Exactly. So maybe that's just their MO. I mean, there, <laughs> there's a lot of games that start off in a kind of ass state. And, you know, with time, they will work and get better. But it just depends how long it takes. And you might lose a lot of your fan base. I think Halo will still but have a But the fact that most of it's free, I think they do should get a pass. Yeah, exactly. A pass, maybe. Not, you know, I'm, I'm terrible with my words today. That's I'm right. like, I go to the extreme. Whatever. Go my number. Are we on three? Yes. Yeah, I'm terrible with lists. Okay, so number three, I'm pretty convinced we will not share. <laughs> Just because I know. But so my number three game is Hades. Mm, I haven't played that one. Yeah. I, I remember this was right in the era of Game Pass. I gave it a shot. And the two games that the, my two n- initial downloads were Hades and The Ascent. And... I was kind of like, yeah, let's just give it a try. I've heard people talk about Hades. I have a couple of like podcasters that we've interacted with that have highly recommended it. So I was like, you know what? Let me give this one a go. You know what? I, I cannot believe this game has that weird grind that I appreciate in games where, but it's, it's also, I can't remember what game it was that I was complaining about where you have to go all the way through the game. And then you come back to play it again. And I don't like that style. Streets this, of Rage 4. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah exactly. And so this subtle progression of just slowly getting yourself stronger, learning the movesets, picking out your weapons, the different upgrades you want is all brilliant. The graphics of the game are amazing. But to me, the thing that really hooked me, the writing style, the humor, the subtleness to this game. And I really think you'll appreciate this about this game. Like Hades, like it's a funny game. Like really? there is some really good one line comebacks. There's, and then the music is entertaining and there's something about, they have, they do the unlock thing. Correct. Where you, as you keep playing, it felt like for me, like the first seven hours of me playing this game, 
I constantly kept getting, oh, now I can unlock this. And, oh, now I can work towards this. And they kept... That roguelike mentality yes. is really nice. And they built... They did it so well. Like, this is one of my favorite roguelikes. Oh, uh, there's there's another one that's a roguelike-esque game that I will probably talk about someday. But, yeah, I cannot recommend Hades enough. I think it's brilliant. It's super easy to dive into. Like, the game literally... You start playing the game and the game starts. Like you're just good to go. <laughs> so I do and, appreciate that. And there's a really like if once you finally do complete the game, like you get to the final run, they have a brilliant way that makes you want to constantly keep getting up there. Okay, and so sure. yeah, it's I, I highly recommend it. It's been on my backlog for a little bit. I own it on the Switch, and I know I can play it on Game Pass if I subscribe to it. So I, I, this would be a great Switch game though too. Like I could see that. Yeah, I bet you the visuals would maybe the frame rate is probably not the best. But yeah, my my only fear would be, especially as you get higher up in the levels, there's a lot happening in each room on the screen, and I'm wondering if the FPS starts dipping, if there's a lot of accidental deaths that could start happening, which would be frustrating in a roguelike. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I mean, you true. die a lot, but yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the game with those. Yes. Yeah, so Hades, highly recommended. So that one is not on my list because I didn't play it, obviously, but I, I've been experimenting with some roguelikes, and I think I'm liking that genre. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. The only one I've, I think I can, I've really played back in the past is Rogue Legacy, which I think kind of started this whole revolution yes. again. I've heard really good things about Rogue Legacy, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, same here. So maybe, maybe I'll have to play that one, too. We'll see. My number three. Okay, number three. Well. Is this another flip-flop thing? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But my number three is East Nine Monstrum Knox. This, literally no idea what this is <laughs> do you know what the east series is yes i've okay. heard of these okay so this is a action rpg it's weird the graphics aren't the best the storyline's not the best the characters aren't the best but it is so much fun to play uh-huh. there you go and the story kind of interrupts you when you're kind of going through a flow but my gosh is it so much fun to battle characters and i platinum this game uh <laughs> so i beat through it twice i beat it on the hardest difficulty i could to yeah i spent almost 47 hours holy cow what and i think the first run took me i don't know like 24 hours or something like that to beat i don't know it's a pretty long game but it starts off with this really interesting concept where you go to prison and you're trying to work through this prison and you realize there's another one of you and so it's a back and forth one person's in prison yourself and then there's another version of you that is out in the city and it keeps flipping back and forth and the reveal of what it is is so cool. It, I mean, can I get is it something to do with like there's a decision you make in the city side that leads you to the prison life, but if not, you do something different, you don't? No. Maybe? No, like okay. it's automatic. There's no decision really making oh, in this okay. type of game. It's a there's a definitely a strict plot, like main plot, critical plot path that you go through. Okay, so you said the story's not great, but the reveal of why you're playing that way yeah, like is the, good. Like, it's not the high level storytelling, but it's so much fun to play. The music is awesome. It's just mm-hmm. this, like, high metal rock. It's just... And you can easily flip between a bunch of different characters who have different movesets, and oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So I love the E-series. I've, they've really grown on me. This is my... Are they available on any other... Yeah, there are a lot of them are on okay. like uh, PC and okay. Switch. This is my sixth East game, and this is my third one of Beat. And favorite? I, I think it's tied with my favorite. And there's another one that I started playing. I was waiting for a patch to get translated. Well, don't say your favorite, because maybe we can... Because that's a series... I've never played any of them. Maybe... 
you throw yeah, one at me someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Maybe season, season three, three season four, season or something four, like yeah. that. We'll figure it out. But yeah, definitely look into this game. Some people don't think it's better than eight, which is the one that came before it, which is a very popular one. I think it's up there, though. It's got some really cool reveal stuff that happened. So yeah. definitely worth checking out. Okay. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, Monstrum Knox. I did not see that one on your list, so that's actually very interesting. And it's amazing. It shows you how we are. Like, we do a podcast about gaming, but maybe... It might be subtly different now because we're more into it, but you put 47 hours to it into a game and we never talked about it. No, and I... That's pretty cool. I loved it, man. Yeah. Going through the grind. Oh, I love it. I love, I love the surprise factor. Okay, uh, so oof, top two. Are we ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, my number two, redacted. Great. <laughs> my, and, and here's the thing. Um, so my number, literally my second favorite game I played all of 2021, we get to talk about, which I'm sure you can now kind of start rattling your brain because you know the list but uh for season two but yeah i'm super excited to talk about it i have no idea what but game it yeah, is yeah, well don't exciting. guess <laughs> <laughs> i don't want you guys <laughs> yeah, I know. can't give away all right my number two is super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury you have a good to great game in super mario world 3d world and then you have an excellent expansion of bowser's fury you heard me Rant and Raven glow about Bowser's Fury in season one. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check it out. Episode five. That sounds right to me. Episode five, game five. I, I love platformers. There's no secret about it. I just love them. <laughs> I love me, Mario. And Bowser's never looked so menacing. We've talked about that. And you have this great multiplayer game or single player game. I think it's super fun playing multiplayer. The late and I played it together when we went through the main campaign of 3D World. And we had a blast with that. I really like the cherry pickup where you multiply yourself. I think <laughs> yes. that's one of the greatest things. And I love the timed beat levels where you have to jump with the beat. Like, so you have all that, and then you have this awesome experiment with this open world Mario game. And thank you for adding experiment onto that. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, sometimes you rub off. <laughs> and I think it is one of the best packages. It's quicker now from the Wii U. So if you never played on the Wii U, I think there's definitely a reason to buy this game now. And I am all in support and so excited. Whatever they do for the next 3D Mario game, I just, I want it so bad. I mean, you figure, right? Like, it's, it's the middle of 2022 right now. We got to, like, in the next year, there's got to be something, I hope right? So. I mean, right? sometimes there's I feel quite like a... spring next year. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I mean, there's, there's quite a bit of time between 3D Mario games. I mean, between Galaxy 2 and Odyssey was a, pre- no, no, wait, no, sorry. Galaxy 2 and 3D World, it was a decent, Wait, I got to look it up real quick. All right. All right. So we got Galaxy 2 in 2010, 3D World 2013, Odyssey 2017. Okay. Now we got this 2021, which is a port enhancement, but we have that expansion. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the 3D Mario team worked on that. So I don't know if we're going to see it. So was it the the entire mainline 3D Mario team worked on... 3D Mario and Bowser's Fury? So that's what I don't know. I think okay. Bowser's Fury, that team definitely worked on it, but I don't know if the entire team. So okay. what are they working on since Super Mario Odyssey? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because again, that's that's always the systems. Not that they need help selling systems right now, but that's a long time. I mean, it's been five years since Odyssey. Yeah. I, we have I, this I little board like... just last year, though, yeah. so that's kind of hard. I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I... My hunch is I would put a lot of money on the fact that I think we hear something like March 2023. You know, mm-hmm. they, get, they get Zelda out of the way, finally, and then it's like, okay, 
Here's what you get to look forward to next. Give me my Mario. Yeah. Or you know Mario even 2023 that fall. You can do oh, the Zelda yeah. Mario oh, drop. Pull, do it again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Bring it on. That's what we were hoping for this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. that The year of the delay. 2017. That What a great freaking <laughs> launch year for the Switch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mike, I guess first I just want to say, do you have any guess as to what my number one I game would no be? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, this is a game. I remember talking to you guys about it a little bit here and there. I cannot fathom why this game connected with me as much as it did, other than I'm a fan. Oh, I think I know what it is. Yeah. You're going to depress me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game that I played in 2020, and again, I'm sure my tastes have absolutely, like my game of the year for 2022 right now, I have no freaking idea. Like I have a couple of ones that are up there, but in 2021, the game that I had the most fun with, that I grinded through, I just had a blast with it, was UFC 4. <laughs> <laughs> you I, know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And see, and the thing is, is, for me, is what I did is I made... So, uh, Khabib uh, Namargam... Uh, whatever. I, I always struggle with his last name. He's one of my favorite fighters. And I ended up uh, emulating him. I created myself, but I kind of emulated like his style. I had so much fun with the intricacies of like trying to get people to like submit tap. And I had a couple times where I had like a roundhouse kick that knocked a dude that just completely out. And the way that like you start from a nobody and just like work your way up, trying to just get on to the undercard of a pay-per-view, you know, first you're playing like literally in like the, in a bars, like garage or something or in a parking lot of a garage. And you just slowly keep working your way up. And then like, helping learning how to like do interviews pop properly and then just doing the grappling sessions and seeing what kind of fighter you want to be and then adding different attributes what motivated you most to come back was it getting to the championship like yeah. being the star well, pay-per-view well see in the, the funny thing was is the way the game's designed and, and I, I don't have i don't think i'm gonna go back anymore but like once you become champ then it's okay they, they show you right away like the records for like who's defended their title the most and so then it's like Okay. And then you get to see yourself like your contender walks out to their walk up music and then you get to see your character walk out and the crowd's louder depending on how popular it is. There's just something about the fanfare of it all that I missed that style of like it almost brought me back to like the old school like WWE Oh, uh, on the W64 yeah, yeah, like the yeah. NWO like like oh, those yeah, wrestling yeah. games. <laughs> it had that promotion style with a much more clean, polished fighting style in the game. And and literally, see, the way that they do like the damage on characters, like if you're punching someone in the gut, like watching it from like one, round one to potentially up to round five or round three, depending on if it's championship fight or not, seeing the progressive damage you do on characters, there's something addicting to it. Where it's like, okay, I know he's hurt there. Let me keep swinging my leg to you know mess up his like right knee or something like that. And I don't know. There's just, it's so much fun. And the fact that, the announcers are really good. The fact that you could watch some of the other fights on your card and just watch AI or fight against other players online was a lot of is it's just, you know, I always got my butt kicked on there. They're just better. <laughs> but I don't know, like this hit a nerve with me that I was like, I could not believe this game. I was addicted to it, but oh, I had so much fun with that climb. I haven't experienced that in a game in a long time. Huh. It was so much fun. But yeah. So better, yeah, better UFC 4 is my game of the year. <laughs> better than yeah. I mean... Here's the thing about these lists. It's our favorite games. It doesn't technically mean it's the best game. Yeah, no, it's definitely, that feels like a subtle shot. But uh, it, <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> it, to me, it was, 
I think the fun factor really, really, really matters to me. And that motivates. And, and yeah. I will say this. My redacted number two, these two are almost interchangeable. Okay. I just, to me, it was like, I didn't want to have our list to be redacted number one. Well, the reason I bring up favorite versus best, because Mega Man Legends, there's no way that game is better than like Paper Mario for the N64, but yeah. I enjoyed myself more with it. And I think that, and it, I think it's worth more of your time versus Paper Mario versus Time Sync and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, I, this is why I love these lists, because I would not expect that to be on their <laughs> list, even though you did talk about it quite a bit last year. I remember yeah. that. And the cool part about that is you found that through Game Pass, and you probably would have never gone no, out no, of your it, way to do that. And that was literally one of the points that I made, too, is like, I never would have purchased this game. So coming from that viewpoint now, I can see, like, if you're someone who's into, like, sports or fighting-type games, like, there's this is a pretty good package. And I was, I was decently impressed. Yeah. I could definitely see maybe after a while it gets a little repetitive. Like your yeah, grappling sessions are mostly the same, but every time you like you learn a new, like oh now I know how to do this arm lock or I can do you know this guillotine and I you know now I have it, there's just so many different moves that you can learn. Every game becomes repetitive at yeah. one point. So yeah. I do hate when people. I don't hate it. I it's it seems like a such a low bar criticism to say a game is repetitive because. Every game is repetitive. Yeah. There's there's no change to that. Well, <laughs> it's uh, I guess it's about the minutia of whether it over something overstays welcome more than others. But in a fighting game, what you can do, you're gonna well, fight. Well, your it's it's funny to think too, like you know, in the the bits of time list, like the game of the year one of the brothers picked was UFC four for the year 2021. Like no one's gonna have that. Like, <laughs> I was just kind of like, that's so. If somebody else does yeah. it. Cool. Shout us out. I'd appreciate. My number one, it almost feels like a cop-out because I, it's been so, I've wanted to play this game for years and years and years and I never have, and that's Chrono Trigger. Yeah, okay. It, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I kind of wondered if that would have been, I, I thought that was going to be somewhere on your list. I guess I didn't know it was going to be your number one. That's crazy. That so good? obviously it came out in the Super Nintendo a long time ago, and I am very, very late to this list. Uh, the cool part about it is it came out in 1995. I beat it in 21, obviously, in February, month of love. It only took me 18 hours and 43 minutes to finish. I was definitely underleveled. I think I was level... I can't remember level, but I remember I was talking to my buddy, Jono, who... That's all he does. He plays, like, old-school RPGs. All he ever does. And I told him my level. He's like, wow, you were really low-level when you beat that game. And I was like, yeah, it was very hard at the end. <laughs> but does it live up to the... So I have no nostalgia for this game whatsoever. And people put this on their list. I mean, this is a upper, like, top three all-time. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, yep. you know, of RPGs. Universal. Of, uh, yeah. yeah, universal is a good word. Does it hit that height? I think it could. Uh, I don't know if it... I think most of the praise is warranted, and I think this is a fantastic freaking game. Is like, this also, like, can you think about the praise, though, maybe from, like, when it came out and what other games were doing? Yeah, so the cool part about this, there's barely any random encounters. It's fluid like you see the enemy and you go into the battlefield right away there's no loading screens there's nothing obviously it's on cartridge so there usually isn't loading screens to begin mm -hmm. with but it's so quick the art style is awesome you have akira toriyama you have the person from final fantasy worked on this like you have an all-star team on this game so yeah. it makes sense and the twist that happened in the time travel is super cool i think one of the areas in when you time travel to is a little too long okay but it is cool jumping from you know, a thousand, ten thousand years in the future to a hundred, whatever, and you've seen the change the world does. And there's so many different party members that you can collect along the way. And my 
Time jumps are really popular in RPGs, aren't they? Yes, they are. I mean, I'm noticing this. My favorites that I use yes, was, I was, yeah, I was, just was about that. Chrono, Luca, who's my the smart gadgety girl. I think she's awesome. And then, uh, is her name Meryl? That doesn't sound. <laughs> no, it is Meryl. M-I-R-L-E. So she's like the princess, hidden princess person. And okay. So I like the two girls and the guy. The, there's a, I think all the characters are pretty standout, pretty awesome overall. And some people used certain characters for you know their skills and all, whatnot but i just liked those characters the best i was like i'm gonna use these ones so then story-wise overall like really good they do really some good. the bad guy in it or like the main villain is so interesting because he doesn't really care okay. about you he's just there i, I can't that's a unique take and like you're just a pleb you're not exactly and they're just doing their thing. I don't want to spoil it. Even yeah. This game came out in 1995. It seems really weird. But, and it interacts in all the ages and what happens, other bad guys come about because they're kind of interacting with this entity, we'll call it. Okay. And yeah, it's just, it's a very well done game. And I didn't do all the side quests. And one of the big things is there's a bunch of different endings, depending on what you do. So at the very beginning of the game, you can go fight the last boss if you want. Mm. Obviously, you're going to get trounced, but I assume you can load your save now that I beat the game. I'm stronger. Maybe I can go fight him right away and try and beat him. And you'll get a different ending. I got two different endings. One, I died and the world ends. So <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's cool. I like that. I think it's like the future never changed or something. I think that's actually my banner on Twitter. Might be. Go check that out. Uh, Matter of Michael. And I think it's the battle system's super cool. Uh, you get these unique combo moves together. It's an ATB system, so you yep. grow the bar grows up. I believe in this one you can also change it to a weight system, so you don't have to worry about that. So there's you know some accessibility like that. You don't have to think on the fly. I think it did so many things right in the beginning, where you see the enemies on the screen, like all these things that I love that JRPGs did, and then they went away from that for a while. <laughs> so I was just gonna say it feels like there's a butt coming. So yeah. that's maybe the, the. So I think this game is a golden era of jrpg standards like you play this game and you're gonna all the systems that are in place i loved and that's what i want in a lot of my rpgs got you so so rightfully so it deserves the praise it yes gets. it does okay it's uh it's up there it is really freaking good so what you're trying to tell me is in 2021 the bits of time games of the year are chrono trigger in 2021 and ufc4 <laughs> 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 what an amazing list uh. Chrono Trigger is worth your time. I played on the Super Nintendo. There is the DS port that I heard is really good too. I heard the PS1 port kind of stay away from it because when you go in the menu, it takes a while to load. And that's never fun. But then, you know, it's on modern like PCs and uh, I think even your phone. I think they've done some updates so it's easier to play. So go play this game. It is actually worth the hype. I don't know if it's going to hit the echelon of what you expect on your standards. I've heard time and time again, it's like the best game of all time. I went in with low standards and I was pleasantly surprised. Can I ask like the person who's not like addicted to JRPGs like you are that just kind of like a basic question. If I were to say growing up Final Fantasy 7 was the talk of the town. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy 7 or Chrono Trigger like do you have one that you place over the other? Chrono Trigger. Is it above Final Fantasy 7? Yeah. How about 8? I think Chrono Trigger too. Wow. Because uh, I, mean, I know 8's a love child yeah. for you. Yeah. It's, it's a love hate thing for me. Yeah. But I love that game. I think here's the thing. Final Fantasy 7 is absolutely amazing i can see that being many people's go-to game mm -hmm. this one is shorter and i like that sometimes Got you. and okay. i think for what it is the characters are really cool there's no 
It doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, there is. There's just enough good, and it's just you can tell there's so much love in this game, and it's yeah. oh, it's so good. But yeah, I mean, awesome. there might maybe if you ask me that question in five years, I'll be like Final Fantasy VII. I played that again, and that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, Final Fantasy VII the music's awesome. Chrono Trigger though, really, really solid. Okay, well, man, Chrono Trigger. I think it's probably warranted that you finally played that, though. Yeah, like, I know. That was I'm, probably like a big gap in your resume. I have resume. many gaps in, yeah. <laughs> in the RPG. Because I've played some weird RPGs yeah. growing up. But I've played, you know, most of the Final Fantasies. But I have I have such a plethora of games that I've missed. And I, I'm happy to rectify this one because it is so good. So can I say top... Because uh, I don't want you to give anything away because I'm going to torture you by making you do a list episode down the line. Oh, of course if right. we had to do like, let's say, let's not go too extreme. Top 10. RPG, would you put it in there for you personally? Mm. It, the fact that you know what I'm not. The fact that you're even thinking about it, I, God, I, I'm I, so interested in your I list. Have to, <laughs> I, I have to think about that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> so, so that is bits of times, games of the year of 2021. I hope you had fun with this. We had recording it, and what a weird list, man. Uh, Video games are great because yeah. of that. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So yes, they are. Not I hope with these lists, you'll find a game that you haven't played and it's worth your time. And um, yeah, we look forward to listing off our games for 2022. We'll actually be timely with that one. Well, it, it, yes, we will definitely release it. Hopefully January, February uh, of 2022. But then also, by the way, if there's a game on this list that you end up picking up because of us, shout us out. We'd love to hear it. We want to. Yeah. More of us. To, more people out there playing these games. Yeah, and we always love interactions, so we're building a small little community that seems to love games and, you know, not always worried about the tragedy of games and how they're changing and blah, 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 whatever it is. But <laughs> <laughs> give us a listen, let us know, shout us out, leave a review. You'll follow me on Twitter if you want, at Matter of Michael. I'm at Matter of Larry. Keeping and- it nice and simple, or follow our little bits of time at Bits of Time Media on Twitter, and then, yeah. Give us a shout out. Until next time. Have a fabulous rest of 2022 and look forward to season two coming at you.